0: Hi, friends. I'm Katie Brinkley, and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. One of the biggest struggles I had with my business was letting go. I think that for so many entrepreneurs, realtors, small business owners, as we decide to start scaling up, it's delegating the tasks and seeing the bigger vision for our business that we might not necessarily be seeing, or we might not even know that we need to be on the lookout for, because we don't know that that possibility is there. Mm -hmm. So for today's conversation, I brought in a good friend and somebody that has really helped me with my business's vision. My good friend, Jonna, she sees the bigger picture of the world and your business more than I feel like any entrepreneur really can, because we're so stuck in the weeds we're in the middle of gro- of doing what it is that we're passionate about sometimes you need to have somebody that has that bird's eye view of what your business is capable of and so Jana is going to come in and talk about operations. And she actually stumbled into the whole operations world about five years ago when she was traveling full-time in a converted van through North and South America. Ever since then, she's consulted for dozens of seven and eight figure online startups, and she's coached hundreds more. I know a couple people that are going through her coaching program right now. And what she does is she helps founders scale their businesses and scale themselves out of the day-to-day by training their operator to become the second-in-command. And that's really what our mission is. It's in transforming these purpose-based businesses into vehicles for growth and good. Jonna, I'm so glad that you are coming onto Rocky Mountain Marketing today and talking about how we can really see the bigger picture for our businesses. So thanks for joining me on Rocky Mountain Marketing.
1: Katie, I am so excited to be here. I feel like this has been a long time coming.
0: It is. And you know what's really funny? (laughs) Is it took you doing a Facebook post saying, hey, (laughs) who has some podcasts? And I was like, oh my gosh, you haven't been in my podcast. We've just talked so many times that it escaped my memory of like, (laughs) you've not even been on the show. I've been keeping you all to myself, Jonna. So I apologize. (laughs)
1: It's the power of social media, right? That's what we were all here to talk about. Exactly. Well, and Jonna, in
0: your introduction, you came into this about five years ago and you have a knack of really seeing the big picture when all of us are kind of like, you're wearing 3D glasses while we're wearing like those, those patches for the eye test, you know? (laughs) So I want to just talk a little bit about how you came into this operations world. And then I want to talk about how you're really helping business owners with that bird's eye view, helping us see the big picture that we didn't even know was possible.
1: Yeah, totally. I love that you are starting out with these kind of Two topics and we're going to bring them together right here at the beginning. Like what does operations have to do with a bigger vision for my business, right? Cause on the surface, maybe these two things are pretty separate and this ties back to how I got started. So as you mentioned, I was in this van, my boyfriend who I was traveling with at the time was scaling up his first business. It was a digital marketing agency and So I was watching him grow this thing, like literally two feet across the table from me every single day, watching him like go to work on this agency, trying to scale it up. And, you know, as you do, you weigh in, you talk through problems, you know, advise. I don't know what I was doing, but usually you talk about it. And over the course of months and years, it became really clear to me that what I was seeing in his business, the things that felt really obvious to me, giant neon signs in his company saying, hey, problem this way. He was not seeing that at all. He wasn't seeing it at all. And I was so confused by that, but I didn't have any background experience to know what was going on there through a series of odd events. I stepped into his business to help what was supposed to be for 30 days, fill in for somebody who had just left and ended up becoming that company COO, because when I got into his business, the problems were everywhere. The gaps were everywhere. The inefficiencies, the things that were holding the business back were so blatantly obvious to me and he didn't see them. And so what I learned over enough time is that there is a very specific lens that operations brings to the business. It is a totally different way of looking at the exact same set of data and pulling out, not here's where, you know, the next sales opportunity is. Here's what the next marketing offer could be. But here's where the bottlenecks and inefficiencies are causing massive leaks out of this business. And here's what's holding us back from being able to accomplish our highest potential, highest growth, highest impact. And so in terms of what I do for businesses, it's that all day, every day. I work with business owners like you. I get to sit down, ask questions and help diagnose. These are the bottlenecks that are holding you back from accomplishing this major vision. And it's so challenging for CEOs to see that for themselves because it is a fundamentally different way of looking at the business. And while your business absolutely needs your way of looking at it, the visionary way, the CEO way, it also needs the operational lens. And so few CEOs bring that skill set in or recognize that when they are hiring in a project manager or an executive assistant or maybe an ops manager, you're not just hiring a skill set, you're hiring a fundamentally different way of looking at your business. Take advantage of that.
0: And that's, that's one of the things where, you know, you and I have sat down and talked about multiple times and I was keeping you all to myself. So sorry, <laughs> I, was, I was harnessing your powers, but that's one of the things you're like, well, Katie, it, and it is just having somebody that thinks about things differently. Yeah. Seeing your business because, and, and I don't even want to say it's like left brain, right brain kind of thinking, but there's different things that you're looking for than what I was looking for. Exactly. And do you see that a lot with entrepreneurs, the the people that have started the business, they're just missing that one way of thinking or is it something that like mostly like in creatives that we're missing?
1: Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. I think it is not specific to the CEO visionary brain. I will give you this example in my own business, literally this happened a month ago i was working off in a silo in a project in my company i'm operations chick right i know how to operationalize i should be able to operationalize myself and a couple of months into me being on this project my operator stepped in to just like take a look at how i was doing i was like jonna what what is this this is a mess and i was like oh my god you're right i didn't even realize right so it has nothing to do with whether you know what operations should look like or not. It's not a knowledge gap, it's not a skill gap. It's two such fundamentally different hats, it's two fundamentally different lenses that even the most operationally savvy CEO in the world will miss it because your business needs you to be showing up as the CEO. It needs you to be looking for opportunities and the next revenue drivers and generators and keeping an eye on that big picture vision, right? But not knowing how to get there the operator's job is to take that vision and reverse engineer into, okay, how are we actually going to put this into execution? And it is such a different way of looking at things that it's really quite impossible to wear both hats at once, even if you know exactly what the operational hat should look like.
0: And I'm glad that we we talked about wearing these hats because as an entrepreneur, as that visionary, I mean, most of us have started our business because we're interested in one specific aspect of what we do. And then there's all these other things that come along with being a business owner that you never plan for. So talk to us just a little bit about exactly what it is that a COO can Mm. do for your business. Mm. And we'll start with that. If I were to say, okay, the thing I'm missing in my business now, I have designers, I have video editors, I have project managers, I have all the things why do I need a COO and what exactly are they going to do other than see that big picture for me to help me get to that bigger picture?
1: Yes. Such a good question. Okay. So the first thing I would start with is I would be hesitant about applying the label of COO and that's okay. And I'm glad that you used it because I think a lot of small business owners have this understanding of like, okay, operations, COO you're telling me I need a COO. Well, I'm not ready for a COO. And like, I'm gonna be months away from having a COO, right? Or years. So they hold off on bringing operations in because in their mind, COO is kind of the only option. And that feels like a big and very scary hire. So the first thing I would say, Katie, is like, just like with any other role, there are levels, there are layers to that. And if you're a smaller business, you can probably start by hiring somebody who is at a more entry level in the operations department. I would call that person an ops manager or an ops coordinator, right? As your team starts to scale up, as your business starts to scale up, that person and their skills also needs to grow. So maybe they're growing into like a head of operations or a director of operations level. And then after that, we get to COO. But I talk to small business owners all the time where they're like, all right, I've got a team of four people. We're charging towards like our seven figure run rate. I'm ready for a COO. I'm like, dude, slow down. You really don't need that. You don't need that level of expertise yet. Your business just needs an ops manager. And the great news is those are way cheaper. They're way easier to find. They need way less skill and experience that they're bringing to the table, but they're the exact match for what your company needs today. So my first like best practice, I guess, around hiring operators is, is to not overdo it and not pay for this huge level of expertise that the company doesn't actually need yet and match the level of operator to the stage of business growth that you are in. So if you're less than seven figures, look at an ops manager. That's like a general rule of thumb. If you're above the seven figure run rate, now we're really getting to head of operations territory. And if you are really trying to scale this thing, like you're charging towards eight figures or you know that that is in your long-term vision and you need somebody with the strategic insights of like, here's how we get to eight figures. Then we can have a conversation around hiring a COO.
0: And when you say, ops manager we're not just talking about someone that's going to help with like a notion board or anything like what exactly are they going to do for the business
1: great question so regardless of the level that you're at right that's just like the level of experience and expertise they're bringing to the table the core function of operations is exactly the same if your business is a bucket And sales and marketing is water being poured into the bucket, right? That's revenue coming into the bucket and the water line is increasing. That's how we grow. Your job as visionary CEO is to focus on the water being poured into the bucket, right? New products, new offerings. Generally, most CEOs stay in the marketing and sales role because that's their zone of genius. It's what you're best at. It's what you love to do. Fantastic. Your bucket at every stage of growth has little gaps and little leaks and little cracks and water is leaking out. When you're really small, the bucket is small, the water is not that heavy, the leaks are not that big. As you scale, the bucket is getting bigger and the leaks are getting more and more costly. The job of an operator, whether they're ops manager, head of ops COO, very simply is to identify and close the leaks. Here is where money is leaking out of this business. Here is where time and energy and potential are leaking out of this business. And the leakage is becoming so extreme that you're putting all of your time and energy into pouring more water in. And all of that water is promptly leaking out of the gaps. The net level of water is not moving anywhere, or it is starting to grow way slower than it used to, right? The job of operations is to find and close the leaks so that all the effort that you're pouring into it can actually be put to good use, increasing the water line. Does that make sense, Katie? And that's where the different lenses come in. You as CEO, You're not focused on the leaks. You're not focused on the gaps. You're focused on pouring more water into the bucket. That's where your focus should be and needs to be. But the leaks are still there, whether or not you see them. The gaps are still there. So it is that unique operational lens that says, here's how we're going to get to where we go as efficiently as possible, which means we have to close these leaks so that all the work and energy you're putting in pouring more water in doesn't just promptly leak out the sides and we're left exactly where we started.
0: If you don't realize that you have a bucket that's leaking. It has a pinhole leak in it. And you might just think that it's like a drip falling out or you don't even realize it. Yep. When do you know when it's time to hire this person? Because it's hard to figure out like, okay, well, I'm at six figures and I would like to be at seven, but is that unrealistic? Shouldn't I be focusing on bringing in this type of person first? Mm -hmm. How do you know when you're ready for an ops? an ops manager or, I mean, you gave us the different levels, but we'll just start with an ops manager.
1: Yes. Such a good question. And what I just said is like inherently contradictory, right? Like you can't see the leaks, but you need to bring in an operator to fix the leaks that you don't even know are there. Right? So this is the whole issue and why business owners in my experience wait way too long to hire operators is because of that exact issue. So the rule of thumb is helpful, but here's what specifically you will start to see in your business that is a leading indicator. That you have leaks, you have gaps, water is pouring out. I always say the role of operations is to optimize a company's use of its core four resources. Those resources are time, energy, money, human potential. These are the things that go to work in your business every day. And they're either ROI positive and the business is growing or they're not. Where operations steps in or where you know you'll need operations to step in is when you start seeing issues across these four resources. So time. Mostly your time, Katie, you, the visionary, the CEO, right? Your time is being spent on the really low value stuff. Your time is being dragged into the weeds of the business, solving client fires and doing the small things, right? Like sending invoices and answering client FAQs and answering maybe team questions. Like your team is coming to you again and again and again. And these are really small questions, but for whatever reason, I don't know, There's no one else, but me, I have to somehow be stepping in and doing all of this low level stuff, even though I know I should be working on my business to your point, right? Like I'm so stuck in the weeds that I can't even see the big picture vision. That's a problem because you're the only person in your company who has the vision that is your job always. And if you can't do your job, then the company is left directionless. So you'll see your time being spent in a way where you're not showing up as CEO you're showing up as a designer or a creative or an account manager or a salesperson doing frankly all the things except for being the CEO of your business major leading indicator you're smiling and laughing am i am i resonating here
0: <laughs> because you just called me out on this I'm sorry. when we before we started recording here you're like hey Katie how's business been going and I'm like, well, okay, not, way to not call me out. I'll call myself out here in the <laughs> middle of the podcast, but
1: yes, I get that. You're talking to me, Jonna and you <laughs> and like so many other small business owners, right? So no judgment again, it's just, you're hitting a natural growth point. You're hitting a natural evolutionary stage where before you could do everything and wear the CEO hat. Cause there just wasn't that much to do, but now the business is growing. The complexity creep is going. And if you continue to put yourself doing all the same things that you used to be doing. There is no time left over to be CEO.
0: Oh, man, you're saying all this and I'm like, oh, I know you're calling me out here. And, and I like it because sometimes we can get stuck in the, I was going to say the hamster wheel, but just stuck yeah. in the routine of this is how, okay, now it's time to do this. Now it's time to do this. this now it's time to do this, been. but yep. then if you want to scale. How are you going to find that time? Or okay, well now, I just was saying I'm launching my boot camp and I need to do some more promotion. But it's already at this time of the day, and I'm like, for my social media post, now my stuff's got pushed to the back burner. And I mean, you're saying exactly all the excuses that I'm—I literally have said today—and
1: <laughs> <Yes. laughs> that's okay, right? So you're looking at this and you're like, no idea what's going on here. I'm telling you that that is just a leading indicator where the root cause is operations, right? You don't need to see exactly where all of your time is being sucked. You don't need to be the person that builds the system or hires the team and does all of the things that will solve this problem. That's the operator coming in, identifying the leaks and closing the leaks. That's their lens. All you need to see is, you know what? I am not using my time at its highest value to my business. I'm spending my time on all this low value stuff. None of the high value stuff. No wonder my business feels like it's just like piling up on me. And at the same time, we're not growing as fast as we used to. So that's time. That's only one of four. Should we keep going? All right. Perfect. So time energy is similar. Guys, you are your most valuable asset to your business. Let's just start there, right? As a founder CEO, you do things in the company that nobody else will ever be able to do, namely have the vision. Be the engine for growth, right? These are uniquely your things. So, when your time is not spent doing that, you are losing out on growth. That is expensive because your time is not being spent the way it should be. Energy, even more so. You know, Katie, what things light you up about your company, right? You even said it. There are things that we get into our businesses to do because we're passionate about them and we love doing them. That's your zone of excellence. That's your zone of genius. That's your by definition, the highest value things you can bring to your business because they're the things that light you up and energize you and pour into you. Anything else that is sucking energy and draining energy and is energy ROI negative is an inefficient use of your energy. And so all of the things that you're showing up and doing every day that you're procrastinating, that you're like, oh God, I just like, again, I have to do this again. Like I do not want to do this, right? Just purely not only because I love you and I want you to be happy, but just purely for the sake of your business, you have a finite number of hours in the day, put your energy towards the things that you're gonna get the highest ROI on and the business is gonna get the highest ROI on versus feeling like your energy is being dragged and just eaten up, but all of this stuff that you hate doing, and then you get to the end of the day and you have no creativity left and no willpower and energy and motivation left, and the time that you had carved out to work on the business you just sit in a, at an empty screen and, and nothing's coming to mind because all of your energy has gotten sucked up and used up by the things that you hate doing. Again, just a leading indicator that says it's time to bring operations into the business. They can step in, help diagnose what's happening there and help get you out of the things that are sucking all of your energy. So time, energy, money is pretty obvious. I'm investing in things, but my company is not growing. I may be hiring a team. I still have more work on my plate, not less. What's going on there? My team is underperforming. My team is frustrating me. My team can't think for themselves, any of these things. And then that really takes us into the fourth one, which is human potential. Your team, guys, is they are, they are a wellspring of human potential that is being brought to the table every day. Are they showing up and giving you and your business that human potential? Are they showing up and being proactive? creative thinkers that are solving problems and driving revenue and taking full ownership for their role and really charging forward and running alongside you? Or are they this ball and chain that you feel like you have to drag behind you that is putting more work on your plate, not less? That is an operational issue.
0: You keep leaving me like without a loss for words because I'm like, God, I just showed up for this podcast for Johnna to yell at me. <laughs> it's true. Sometimes you're saying all these things and we, I got into this business for certain reasons and there are tasks that I'm doing where I'm like, that is something that drains my energy. There have been employees that I've had at at Next Step that are no longer here where, and you and I talked about it and like, well, Katie, you're holding their hand. You need to let go of their hand. And By doing that, it's been amazing to see like Mm. how some employees have taken it and run with it, the opportunity and grown with it. And then the ones that aren't here anymore. And it's hard to kind of do that, especially when you start as a solopreneur with your business. You start with an idea, it's you calling all the shots and then just slowly having to let go of what some of the duties and the tasks are. But by doing these things, I've been given more time to focus in on the bigger picture yep. to focus in on more sales calls to do more now these instagram boot camps that i do yeah it's all because i have the time now
1: yep.
0: because i have my team in place and they're able to do things on their own i'm not having to babysit them
1: exactly
0: you keep saying bring in an operations person mm. what if somebody isn't ready to bring in another employee what if they have someone on their team and they're like so-and-so's been doing a great job with just kind of being an assistant to me, but I'd like them to have more of a role in the business or I'd like them to, to really graduate or they have more hours to give me. Mm. Is there a way to like kind of identify these people that might have that lens that you so nicely put it? Or is there like a certain type of like training that they can go through?
1: Oh my gosh, Katie, you're teeing me up so well. Thank you so much. The short answer is yes and yes. We see this all the time like all the time, right? Operations, again, it's just a lens. It's an underlying way of looking at the world, looking at the business. I call it level three thinking. And the simple explanation for that is that it is systems analysis. Your operator is showing up to your business, fundamentally seeing it through the lens of, here's where I see gaps. Here's where I see room for improvement. Here's how I see things fitting together and not working well together. Talk to any operationally talented person, somebody who has the operator DNA. And they will tell you that like, yeah, I I love making things work better. I see businesses as a puzzle. I see them as a group of systems working together that I am able to fiddle with, right? It's fun for us. So that's the operational lens and you will notice it. If there is a member of your team who is consistently, it sounds counterintuitive, but they're consistently identifying problems, right? Hey. This could maybe be better, or I'm seeing a gap over here, or this isn't quite working out for me, or what if we tried it this way? They're proactively, maybe not voicing solutions because they might not have the skills or the knowledge to know what the solution is, but they're seeing the gaps, right? That is level three thinking.
0: Right? Johnna, I was going to say too, with that, it goes with what you were just saying too, of of letting go of the hands, yes, you know, not babysitting your employees yep. and having the confidence in them to be creative, to have their own voice, to think for themselves with what would be best for the business within their role. Yes. And if you allow that, if I'm constantly saying, okay, now you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. I'm not allowing them to be like, well, it would really be a lot faster if this happened. Or is there a way that we can skip this step? Because I'm telling them what to do with all aspects of their job.
1: And Katie, that's going to have to be like podcast episode 2.0, because what you're talking about is like high performance leadership. And there is a whole thing there as well, right? But you're totally right. If you aren't giving your team to proactively demonstrate that they've got more to give, then you're never going to see it, right? They will continue to show up and just knock out the to-do list that you hand them because you've never invited them to bring anything more to the table that's a loss of human potential right that's that fourth resource so number one do you have the leadership where in that work environment you can even see what people are really made of and what they can proactively bring to the table that's step number one that's the foundation in that environment is there somebody up who is showing up in this way who again you might be like man they're a constant thorn in my side they're constantly telling me things that are wrong but actually that is their unique genius and they just don't know how to transform that into something value add that person might be an amazing operator. We see executive assistants, project managers, office managers, account managers. We've seen people out of sales departments, right? Like it's pretty agnostic where operational genius can show up. You're just looking for that same leading indicator, which is are they constantly seeing how things can be better? And then to your point, cool. They're bringing me a bunch of problems but they don't know what to do with that. And I don't know what to do with that. How do we close that gap? The cheapest and most effective solution to closing an operational gap, Katie, at early stages is always going to be promoting internally because that person already knows you. They already know your business. They already know what systems and processes you do have. They already know your brain and can read your brain, right? That person is set up to step into an operations role with the right training, with the right skills and knowledge and tools. And that's why I do what I do. I have operations coaching programs literally designed to take people from zero operations experience all the way up to becoming a COO one day over the course of months and years. And we walk them through that entire journey and give them every single tool and skill and knowledge set that they need to effectively turn around and implement that within your business.
0: Well, Jonna, I think that you and I need to have another I think we talk do. offline <laughs> <laughs> and another podcast episode about good leadership, because yeah. that was one of the things when we talked last time
1: yeah.
0: that I didn't realize was inhibiting my team. And, you know, I say I work with my team, they don't work for me, they work with me because it is a team, it is a team project to get all this stuff done. Yes. And, and by me, I was actually the bottleneck in it yeah. and you... Yeah. I think you actually just bluntly said, Katie, you're the problem. You need to stop holding everyone's hand <laughs> yeah. and that can be really hard. And yeah. so we need to get you on for another episode we'll for that, it. but we need, I you might that. need to talk to about, <laughs> what, about bigger picture CEO stuff for me. But, you know, I know that you have, if people are listening to this episode and they're like, Hey, this all sounds, it does sound like I might be the bottleneck or we might be ready to have someone on our team transition into that role, or I might just be ready to, to hire this person out. Yep. You have an amazing worksheet yep. to see if you're ready for it. Where yep. can they get that worksheet?
1: Yep, absolutely. So guys, we will drop the link in the show notes. It is a totally free resource, and it is essentially a quick survey where we will dig into your business across six core pillars and help you identify which of the six represents your biggest operational bottleneck. As of today, if you were to able to change one thing, this would immediately uncap your business and allow you to grow further. Here's what your bottleneck is. And here's how an operator can help you. So that resource will be available to you. And I would absolutely recommend you start there and book a call with my team, right? Like we are always willing to sit down as I did with Katie and just ask you questions about your business, ask you about where you're trying to go and help reverse engineer, Whether it's the right time to hire an operator, and if it's not, we'll be the first to tell you what level of operator you need, what that timeline looks like, how to go about doing that. We have all of the resources to support you in this process because it's absolutely what we love doing.
0: Well, Jonna, in the show notes, we're going to include a link to that resource. How else can people get in touch with you on on the interwebs?
1: Yes. So to learn more about what it is that I do, guys, my website is spyglassops.com. And because this is a social media show, I'll plug my social media. I am most active actually on Facebook. I do weekly live free operational training every single week, specifically for CEOs who need to close some of these knowledge gaps so that they know when to bring in an operator and how to properly set that person up for success. So... Every week on Facebook, that is absolutely the best way I can continue to support you and add free value to you and your business.
0: And we will be sure to include a link to uh, Jonna's Facebook. Okay. But yeah, Jonna, I can't thank you enough for coming on today. This has been such a great conversation. Mm-hmm. Be sure to go and download that free resource that Jonna's given. Check out her website. It's byclassops.com. And Jonna... It's always a pleasure staying down with you. One day you and I will hit the slopes together and go on snowboarding, <laughs> so whether it's in Utah or in Colorado, but I cannot great. wait to do it. So thanks oh again
1: gosh. for coming on the show. Amazing, Katie. Thank you so much. Thanks everyone.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com.
1: Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.